part of uh, the judgment by Judge Shippers in the Western Cape High Court on Friday on review with regard to the constitutional powers of the public protector. Joining us on the line now to tell us more about this matter is spokesperson for the Office of the Public Protector, Opa Sekhalwe. Uh, Mr. Sekhalwe, thank you so much for your time this morning. Uh, good morning, Sakina, and good morning to your listeners. Now, if you could please tell us what part uh, exactly of the judgment uh, does the public protector wish to be taken on review? Well, uh, firstly, uh, Sakina, let me also take this opportunity on behalf of the public protector's office to convey our deepest condolences to the family of Mr. Mayua and the South Africans at large. Coming back to your question, um, I have to start with uh, the point that uh, we noted the judgment with great respect and gratitude. Um, essentially, we have noted uh, the point that the judge did not find uh, the public protector's findings to have been irrational. Um, we did study the, the judgment carefully and made preliminary views, um, and, and we are yet to consult our lawyers on this. However, uh, there are certain aspects of the judgment that um, we respectfully disagree with. Uh, we are of the view that uh, they are a bit confusing, and, and we say that with uh, the utmost respect for the judiciary. Uh, Which parts are those? What exactly are, are is confusing? They, they, they relate to um, uh, the, the, the question of whether or not the findings of the public protector and the remedies are, are binding. And then uh, it appears from the judgment that... Um, uh, the way it is, it is it is couched at the moment, it will have uh, serious implications for uh, access to just by ordinary people, um, as well as uh, you know implications for uh, the decisional independence of uh, institutions such as the public protector, the IEC, the Auditor General, among others. Mm. And 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 um, just tell us then, uh, of course, uh, when will we know the final action to be taken by the public protector on this matter? The, the public protector is still to meet with with the office lawyers to discuss this matter. Uh, we are planning to hold a press briefing or a, a press conference very soon thereafter to announce the way forward constitutional law lecturer at the University of Cape Town, Professor Pierre de Foss. Good morning, Professor de Foss. Good morning. Now, uh, Prof, I actually just want to start out uh, by quoting from this particular judgment last week, uh, and I quote, the fact that the findings and uh, the findings of and remedial action taken by the public protector are not binding does not mean that these findings and remedial action are mere recommendations which an organ of state may accept or reject. Close quotes. Now, that seems to be uh, the bone of contention, as it were, from uh, the various uh, stakeholders in this particular matter. But what exactly did the High Court really say about the powers of the public protector? Yeah, you see, I think people are misreading the judgment a little bit in that they are not looking at the discussion that the court made of the foreign case law in which the court said that if an organ of state is ordered to to take remedial action, they cannot decide, even if their decision is rational, they cannot decide to either reject or accept the remedial action imposed by the public protector. That is not a rational 
reasons for them to do so, just because they disagree with it, even if their disagreement is rational. What is required is more than that. They have to provide cogent reasons, and the reasons must be cogent if uh, um, compared or, or measured against the, the object of their duty. And their duty is to um, protect the effectiveness of the public protector's office. So they have to, that, that means that unlike other kinds of rationality, it's actually quite a, a difficult hurdle to overcome for the organ of state who has to implement the remedial action because they have to show that despite the fact that they have a constitutional duty to protect the effectiveness of the office, in this particular case, it would be rational not to implement the remedial action, which is not going to be so easy to do, it seems to me, if you read the judgment correctly. And is the Constitution explicit in how far the public protector's uh, powers actually stretch? Well, the Constitution, the, the reason why we are having this debate and why the court had to make the decision and why it's probably going to go back to the Constitutional Court is because the normally um, people like public protectors, ombudsmen, don't have binding powers, but our constitutional, um, the, the text of the constitution is a bit vague. It says the public protector has the power to take remedial action, which sounds as if it's peremptory, as if she might have the, the power to, to do things that are binding, but it doesn't say so explicitly like it would say in the case of a court of law. And so you have to go to the legislation, the Public Protector Act, and that also says she has this power but doesn't say explicitly that it has the same status as a court of law. And so there is this uh, confusion, I think, um, and it's, it's not really clear-cut. So in the end, I'm sure the Constitutional Court will give more guidance on the matter. So that's where it's at. That's where we're going to leave it with Professor Pierre de Foss, constitutional law lecturer at the University of Cape Town.